Here we are again for the Father and Son Podcast, exclusive here at 770 AM WABC. Although I noticed, it still says with Curtis and Anthony, they have not yet changed that logo. They have to change it somehow. I'm still working on that with uh, with Lopez. Mm, so you're working on that. All right. It's a work in progress. But this is episode number 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. 10 flashes. And what are we going to be talking about today? And we're going to talk about the, the secret tunnels of the steam tunnels of New York City. Oh, well, before we do that, I don't know if you noticed. But Anthony Chester Sliwa has acquired a number of patches on his Guardian Angel Red Sateen jacket. Could you show the camera? Can you point out the patches that have been added to your Red Sateen jacket and what they are and what they stand for? What's the first patch? The first patch is the American flag by the, uh, the American soldier. That we are still at war because, thank God, we need those American soldiers are fighting with the Ukraine for, uh, for all of it. And this one, the red patches, is the graduation of the senior guardian angels. So no more junior angels. That's right. Anthony is no longer a junior guardian angel as he was for many years. Going to training in Washington Heights, learning how to patrol, helping people in the community. He's now a legitimate, too good to quit, guardian angel, senior guardian angel, Anthony Chester Slew at 18. That's right. Now, what are some of the other patches you've added on? The other patches I have was the show, martial arts. Show the, show the. Was the martial arts all around the world is because I like martial arts and what uh, Super Stretch has. And it's like, I love martial arts. And who is your instructor? Super Stretch. That's right. So you go up there for classes in Washington Heights. That's right. Every Mondays and Wednesdays. Excellent. Now, what's the other patch you have? Uh, show the camera if you can all the way around. Sure. This one is the Eagles from the Flushing. Remember that time in Queens we've been patrolling and helping out with the Asian Americans? That one is I earned. So that's the Eagle Squad in Flushing, Queens. That's right. That's right. And you were there freezing as we were in the annual Lunar uh, Day Parade in Flushing, Queens, uh, going up, oh, oh, man, Main Street. And it was freezing that day. Yeah, it was really freezing. All right. But today we're going to warm up because we're going deep into the subterranean bowels of Manhattan to the steam tunnels that keep most of the uh, buildings now empty, 75% empty since the lockdown and pandemic, but keep them warm, keep <laughs> the pipes warm so the pipes don't burst. Uh, but it's not because a truck comes along the building and puts uh, home heating fuel oil in. It's all done by steam underground in Manhattan. That's right, because New York City was first built in like six. In the early 1600s, and by the 1700s, the British called it New York City. So the Dutch was here first, then the British was here, and a lot of the times, the British was like, New Amsterdam, never heard that in my life, let's just go in New York, because the, the first Dutch of York was right here, and so the British was named after him, it was like, I like this guy. I like this Dutch guy. Let's just call him that. 
by the city. Hmm. So, are you aware who was here before the Dutch, Peter Stuyvesant? Uh, before the Dutch arrived, it was the Native Americans who was here all the time. And it was pretty good. By the time the wars between, like, the British and the Dutch, those two got along fine. And they decided to call it New York. During the subterranean of the bowels of New York City, those tunnels that we've seen on top of the streets, that is the home center seating heating system by steam power in the early 1600s. By the 1700s as well, they were using more steam could ever produce. More than the nuclear household. Wow. So the steam is what keeps Manhattan warm. That's right. And a lot of the times, New York is a pretty old city. By the time of the 1800s, steam became more popular than coal. Because water and steam both pretty good. Now, uh, where are these steam tunnels? These, I have no idea, but they're under the bowels of New York. During, like, maybe the 1800s, maybe construction, maybe they were planning to do more pipes or, like, electricity. Maybe that's why they needed the steam to help warm it up. Because during the winters of New York City in 1848, I think, they did so much steam that it became so moist under there. So the workers could continue doing the electricity down there or, Mm. like, pipes. Mm, mm. Well, let me tell you, I've been down in the tunnels, the steam tunnels. Uh, There's a location uh, right by the old Waldorf Astoria that's being changed over to condo apartments now, so nobody's living there. But there used to be a gold door right on West 49th Street that was an entrance into the steam tunnels beneath Grand Central Station. So they had seven different levels, mostly the track of Metro North and for the trains that were coming in from all over America. There was even a separate entrance for the president of the United States, FDR at the time, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was crippled. He was in a wheelchair, but he didn't want anybody to see it. And so they would bring him in underneath the Waldorf Astoria, where he would stay when he was in New York. And he was like four levels down. The train would pull in from Washington, D.C. And then the elevator would take him up to his room in the Waldorf Astoria. But he was in a wheelchair. Nobody would ever see that. Exactly. Because they didn't want the American public to think that the president of the United States had polio and was crippled and had to actually sit in a wheelchair most of the time. Mm. So that's where the gold door would lead. And then years later, after Roosevelt was no longer president, he had died. The steam tunnels expanded as all the office buildings expanded. And the homeless people would go down into Grand Central and stay in the different levels where the steam was. So it could be 40 degrees. Wind chill factor below zero outside, you'd be freezing. Mm. And down there, because of the steam from the pipes, it was like 70, 80 degrees. You could walk around with 
just a t-shirt on. Yeah, or even with uh, with some shorts, a basketball shorts. That's Maybe playing some basketball th- games down there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was interesting because at that time they didn't talk about people being homeless. They called them hobos. Ah, yes, the hobos. Those times were very rough during those times. Mm. And uh, if we took a look at what it is between what it was back then and nowadays, I've looked up the presidential's cars. And I'm like, from New York to Washington, D.C., no other president has ever used it nowadays. But if there was a situation in, like, Washington, D.C., they could use that and get up to New York, where it was safer over there. I think they should have built, like, also another White House over there, maybe. But I think now, no, it's an abandoned place. Yeah, well, see, the problem was the Red Chinese bought the Waldorf Astoria for millions and millions of dollars, then decided to convert it, which it is now, into condos, no more hotels. But they still own all that space, so they could be monitoring the traffic with their spying equipment that the Red Chinese are very good at. Uh, I hope they don't hack us. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, can you give us an update on the anonymous uh, group of hackers who have declared war on Russia because they invaded the Ukraine? Since uh, the Ukrainian president was also uh, was speaking to the anonymous group and tried to thank them for it, the anonymous was like, "Yeah, anything for you. We could just uh, we could send more uh, hacking equipment for you. You could also try to hack them as well. You know, their tank equipments as well. You know, it's just any any way you could repay us. You know." So anonymous is really expanding its war on Russia, the yeah. cyber war. Yeah, during that cyber war. So now you've been following this. Have they discussed this in school about uh, Russia's invasion of the Ukraine? That's right. And uh, when the Soviet Union was at the peak of it after World War II, Ukraine was like 1991. It's like, hmm, should I should I really uh, stay with Russia? I mean, they are invading it. And then in 2014, it's like, oh, we're doing this again. We're doing this again since 2014. Okay, let's uh, let's have a war, mm. Putin. So, uh, what do you when you watch it now? What do you think is going to happen, Anthony? I I just hope those all of those Ukrainians can get to the European Union, and I also hope that the uh, Ukraine would also be in the European Union to get some extra help, because more manpower means destroying the Russians. Should we, uh, should the United States be sending them weapons? Oh, yes, they should be sending weapons to Ukraine because it would be much more powerful. Now, uh, you've actually visited Hungary. That's right. And Hungary is a place where many of the Ukrainians are fleeing and they're being welcomed. What was it like when you went to Hungary and how many times have you been to Hungary? Um, only one. One time I went to Hungary just to see the experiences and Aggie's uh, relatives on there. It's like, wow, I've never, I've never seen the countryside. I only, I only see like Budapest and they tell me the history of it and what it was like during that time. And uh, it used to be a red country in 
And since uh, the uprising of 1965, they've gained their independence and uh, the continuation of helping of Ukraine today. And so what did you think of Budapest when you walked around? It was like, it was very interesting because I've never seen like streetcars all the time, back and forth. I was like amazed. Plus, inside those train cars, those streetcars, you have to use like a ticket. You know how like a, in New York City, we use a metro card. Yes. Now, you don't have to use a metro card in Europe because it doesn't really work because it's not MTA. Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> you actually rode the streetcars in uh, Budapest. That's right. And how was it as a ride? It, it was a pretty slow, but it was in, very interesting. But I also had to look up the sign because, well, also I speak English. I can't speak Hungarian because I got to, like, I got to translate for me just to know what I want. So I was in a restaurant, and we were celebrating Aggie's mom's birthday. And uh, I was asking the waiter, like, what is, your, what is the most famous meal they have in the restaurant? He's speaking in, like, Hungarian, and I'm like, I, I turned to Aggie, it's like, here, just, I need this, uh, this item on the menu so she could translate for me. And then he got it. Hmm. Now, do you think uh, that the Hungarian people will welcome the Ukrainians coming in? I hope they will welcome the Ukrainians, uh, you know, because for, you know, for staying for how long or like uh, fleeing another one. If there's too much, they can also transport them to Germany, to France, to Italy. Would you want the Ukrainians coming to America? I hope... uh, Ukrainians come to America so they can also like get a safer ride here. We should uh, welcome all the Ukrainians here because I'm actually part Ukrainian. You are? Yeah. I didn't know that. You're part Ukrainian. Yeah. That's right, on your mother's side. That's right. On my and then all side. Polish on your father's side, That's right? That's right. That's right. So Polish and Ukrainian. That's right. All right. Now, question. Uh, the president of Ukraine, who's under attack, has asked the United States to fly planes high above Ukraine to block the Soviet, to block the Russian mix. Is that something we should consider doing? Yes, I think we should uh, consider doing that because, well, if they're trying to, like, send more forces, we need more spy planes just to get what's going on down there. If they're, uh, if they're marching down there, you know, it's like, Okay, we're going to send spy planes just uh, so we can take a picture and send it back to the uh, to the Washington, D.C. and see what's going on. Come mm. on, Biden. You mm. got you to gotta make a choice here. Mm. Now, uh, the president, Joe Biden, has said he will not send troops, American troops, to fight in the Ukraine. Uh, would you uh, advise him to stick with that or send the troops? You, uh, I would say you got to send in troops. Like, Ukraine is like, is, is still fighting. We need more troops. They're losing manpower. They're losing this war, and they need us, our help. So if we stay back and we're trying to stay neutral, you know what that costs us? We're not going to go, like, going back to World War Two or World War One. By the end of the war, we just come in and just say, hey, we got a victory. No, that's not how it works. You got to go in Im- either immediately or we're just like, oh, well, we're worth it. Hmm. Now, uh, let's say a year ago in school, 
Right. Did they ever talk about the Ukraine? Did most of your fellow classmates know where the Ukraine was? Yeah, it's um, it's in Eastern Europe, and it was like part of well, there's it's a mixture of uh, Russians, Polish, Lithuanians, Estonians. You know, it's all of that. It's kind of what America is. Ah. It's like a new America. Now, would you uh, eventually like to visit the Ukraine? I would very much so. If uh, if it's free and not in the middle of the war. So if, if Vladimir Putin is in charge of the Ukraine, do you want to visit the Ukraine? I, I don't think uh, I would never mess with him because, you know, he it's like, are you from the West? He's like, yeah. Oh well, you're coming with us. I'm like, oh no, I'm going. Uh, I'm going with you. Am I? Mm. So now we have a lot of uh, people who are watching us and listening to us now. Uh, should they be reaching into their pockets and sending money to try to help the Ukrainians in any way that they sh- they can? Yeah, because uh, it's very important that we need the funds to help the the Ukrainians to send more uh, weapons to them. Food, health, medics, you know, all the good stuff for them. And you know what Nancy is doing now? She's trying to help all the dogs and cats that are being brought out of the Ukraine by men and women and families. And they're bringing them to Poland and they're bringing them to Hungary and they're bringing them to Germany. Yeah. And so she's trying to help the cats and the dogs escape without them becoming killed. In the war that's going on. Yeah, because it would be very sad if we left those pets right there. It would mm. be like, oh, wait, I forgot my pets. Oh, well, I'm already running. Oh, well. Now, many people say that if Donald Trump was still our president, Vladimir Putin would never have invaded the Ukraine. Exactly. What, what do you think? Well, I think that would be great because I think Trump is more hard on Putin and in red China. Sure, he made some bad deals before before the war, but also I think it would be very impressive of Trump. Yes, I'm calling you out, Trump. Please, you got to be, become our president again so this way you can stop Putin from invading Ukraine and also please help the Ukraine guys. So now you're 18, so you can register to vote. Yeah. Uh, who would you vote for the next time in three years? Would you vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden? I, I say Trump because mm. I think he's more harder. Uh, Biden is more like your average uncle, like more kind of like what is Abraham Lincoln when he was president in 1861. Mm. Now you realize your stepfather, David Patterson, former governor David Patterson, do you think he would agree with you voting for Donald Trump? I think so. I might have to ask him. <laughs> you better ask him. Yeah. I happen to think he's a, a Joe Biden supporter. And what about your mother, Mary? I, I, I think she would be pro-Trump. Oh, see? Well, you'll have a real debate going on That's in your household. Yeah. That's for sure. Wow. Kind of like a debate between you and Adams. That's right. <laughs> and a debate between me and Eric Adams. <laughs> By the way, uh, when uh, you go to class... How many students do you have in your class? Now we have 12. All right. So out of the 12 students, do they ever discuss Donald Trump and Joe Biden? I don't think so. Wow. So they've never had that discussion in the class. Never had a discussion. 
Ooh, so they don't want to touch because then you would have to stand up in front of all your fellow students, the 11 other students, and say, you're supporting Donald Trump in the next presidential election. Yeah, that's right. How do you think they would react to that? I think they would react too strongly. But if they react to Biden, it's like, ooh. Wow, Anthony. Wow, you're ready to really set it off in class. Yeah. How do you think your teachers would respond? I mean, well, they would be like, yeah, pro-Trump. Some would be pro-Biden. It's like, oh, God, no, not that. Not that, mm. president. Come on. Mm. Well, uh, this is Anthony Chester Sliwa. As you can see, he's earned some additional patches. Although I see that you have a Russian crest there with the hammer and sickle. Well, that's because, well, we used to be part of the uh, USSR. And... um that was our ancestors were fighting in World War One and World War Two, So I it see. did stay with us for many years. So when Russia was fighting in World War Two with the United States, with Great Britain, they were our allies. That's right. France didn't do so well. They, they actually failed. That's right. So that's why you wear that, right? That's right. <laughs> How do you think the Ukrainians would react if they saw that crest on you now with the hammer and sickle? Oh, yeah, that will throw me out. Just like, <laughs> nope, you're not welcome here. Goodbye. Exactly. Wow. You got all bases covered on your red sateen jacket. That's right. The fire department, guardian angels, martial arts, Russia, the old Soviet Union. That's right. And then you got all those pins on your parades. That's right. What are those pins on the front? I see you have the hammer and sickle right there in the front, the Russian symbol. <laughs> That's right, because it's was my ancestors it we used to be in poland and ukraine mm. we were a soviet socialist republic or we call it ssr mm. wow you got all bases covered then you have the crest of the nypd you have the fire department crest what other crest do you have on there i got the same patty's day and the uh, all of the uh martial arts ones you know, it's just all, I wanted to, with all the cultures. And I see whenever you've traveled and visited other guardian angels in other cities, they give you a, a pin and you put it on your beret. That's right. Wow, it's like having a customized car. Yeah, it's kind of like a customized jacket yeah. with, uh, you know, kind of like this one, like a courtesy we're running for New York City mayor. That's right. It's a right. customized one. That's right. No other. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this was episode number 10. 10, 10, 10 of the uh, Father and Son podcast, exclusive here to WABC. Uh, still, it says, with Curtis and Anthony, that's a work in progress because you want to flip the script, right, Anthony? Yeah, that's right. We'll flip that script, no problem. What should it say in the future? It should say Anthony and Curtis. All right, that's the work in progress. But how can our podcast the viewers and listeners Get in touch with you and all the social networking you do. All right. So you can go to my uh, YouTube channel, The Slayer YT. And you can also go to uh, Curse's page. Just type in Curse Sleva. And uh, you can follow us. Hit that notification bell button if you want to see more Father and Son podcasts. And uh, subscribe, like, and what do you think down in the comments down below. And I'll see you guys 
next time. And remember, WABCRadio.com for all of your podcasts of the daily and weekend shows and the overnight shows, but also all the specialty podcasts like Father and Son. And uh, Anthony has convinced me that I need to play Roadblocks, right? That's right, Roadblocks. And maybe we'll actually have a podcast here where I'm playing Roadblocks against other competitors. That's right. But you're going to have to teach me the game, Anthony. Oh, yeah, I will teach you. All right. All right. So now I got to go to school. My professor, my mentor is Anthony Chester Sliwa, my son, who's going to teach me how to play Roadblocks, and then I'm going to dominate the world. He's going to dominate the world. All right, catch you same time, same place next week. That's right. Peace out.